Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backwards. With Rick and Rick and Will and Gemma. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Ten Backward, a Star Trek-based UK-based podcast based in the UK, <laughs> um, featuring myself, Will Turland, uh, another man who I'm speaking to across the internet, Rick Everson. Hello. And a second man who I'm also speaking to across the internet, uh, Rick Palmer. Greetings. Um, I should say that that uh, Gemma Turland is usually with us on the podcast, but she is poorly tonight, so um, she's gone to bed and will not be contributing. <laughs> but I feel like I can speak for her uh, because she always agrees with all of my opinions. <laughs> um, that isn't true. <laughs> But um, but tonight, what what we thought we might do is just record a quick uh, reaction to the season two opener of Star Trek Picard. Um, and I feel that I I kind of speak for Gemma in some respects because we watched it together and uh, we both liked it. Ah, good. So there you go. Um, I think I think though on our WhatsApp chat, Gemma did say she had some niggles. Ah. Uh, she did, but I didn't agree with those niggles, so I, I think we shouldn't discuss them here. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm in a moral quandary here because part of me wants to say, put them out there and let's discuss them. But also, you know, actually, she's not here to sort of back them up. Or so if you if you if you don't explain them very well, that's not really fair on her, is it? So. Well, I don't really explain anything very well. So <laughs> no, I, I think I think I could explain her niggles because I, I I get where she's coming from, and they they're quite minor niggles. Oh, okay. I have, I mean, I have niggles too, so maybe they are similar niggles. Do you know? Do you, I have a, should see the doctor. You can get a creep. <laughs> I, well, I, you know, it's a. Um, I, I, I take oral medicine for, for niggles, Rick, because um, it's it, it's more effective. <laughs> is is okay. that oral? Well, thank medicine you for that suggestion. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> classic niggle treatment is a. Topical cream, but uh, yeah, oral medicine works better. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> let, let's let's talk about let's talk about that new episode, shall we? Please, because I I I really liked it. I was really excited about seeing it. We've waited a long time for Picard season two because there's been a few delays, hasn't there? Well, the whole COVID thing hit literally as season one screened, didn't it? Yeah, so. yeah, which was which was really inconsiderate. Um, Considering there was a, a TV show in production that I wanted to see. But, you know, that's that's the nature of worldwide pandemics, I guess. It is, I'm afraid, yeah. No consideration for people's television watching habits. No. Yeah. So like, it, it's, fa- it's fair to say there was a lot of build-up and hype around Picard. Mm. And, I, and for me, it was one of those sort of rare occasions when you're really excited about something and you, you watch it and it is... It isn't disappointing or, um, uh, you know, a letdown or it's just really good. I just really liked it. Yeah, yeah. it was, I mean, I was I was blown away by it. Um, should, should we sort of briefly talk through the story beats and then, mm. so we, we yeah. open up at Chateau Picard Vineyard where the, the harvest is on um, and we've got a much happier Picard 
So I Ooh, quite like that. The... Actually, the the very opening, we open oh, in, the, yeah. in the midst of a battle, don't we? And we um, do. But it's one of those, it's a bit of a tired old trope where it's like, what, what the, 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 it's a cold open, as they say. <laughs> into something crazy happening and you're like what the heck but then when the episode gets going you get a 48 hours earlier subtitle um which uh you know i i, d- I don't mind um it's it's a little bit overdone that idea i guess it's a bit of a cheat of a, of a way of making of kind of telling the audience like loads of really exciting stuff is going to happen in this episode don't worry but at the beginning there's loads of talking so what we're going to do? We'll show you like some of the explosions that are going to come up, but then we'll then then we'll go back and there'll be a talky bit. But don't forget that it's going to be exciting later. I t- I t- the, the, the way I love Picard as a character, though, I'd be happy with a sort of thing where it says, "Okay, there's going to be a fair bit of action here, but don't worry, we'll have some talking later." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I would have been gripped by a cold open where it's just five minutes of him struggling to get one of his slippers on. <laughs> he, I mean, God, he's actually designing the labels the for his wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do, I mean, there is a bit of that. We do yeah. see a bit of wine admin, don't we? Oh, I mean, yes, we have the action packed cold open, which culminates in what appears to be Picard setting the auto destructive the ship they're on. Yeah. And then we go 40 hours later, they're on the vineyard. And I'm loving the little touches, like the, the, the grapes are beamed off the vine and stuff like that and labels are like just sort of oh, i don't know if they're replicated directly onto the bottle or what they're just oh, it's all the all the nice touches of this rustic vineyard but with the 24th century tech added in so it's quite yeah. a lot of nice detail in that um and yeah the end of the harvest culminates in picard and laris having a drink of wine in the evening celebrating the end of the harvest and they mentioned that the other romulan guy who was like hanging out with Picard last season apparently died off screen in the middle which is sad yeah that that was a bit of a surprise and I I found myself thinking I don't remember him getting killed did he did he get killed at the end I don't of think the so, no. so so that does happen off screen then I think so I don't remember him getting killed I mean correct me maybe someone will correct no, me I, I was the same I thought uh I I'm sure he didn't get killed, but I could have forgotten that he did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I guess he. I don't think he did. But I guess they just they've, they've decided to move on without that character. But, but yeah. the uh, Laris was always the main. She was. She was more involved in the story in season one. Mm. I would say just a little bit. Well, I'm, I'm hoping she's more involved generally this season as well, because she is obviously left behind. So by episode three, her and the dog stayed at the chateau, and that was that. So, mm. but um, yes, so she she references that Romulans love very hard for their relationship, but then if they lose a partner, they'll love the next one even harder. And it basically looks like her and Picard are going to do smooches. Yeah. Just yeah, like, imagine if you imagine if you're someone who loses a lot of partners, and by the end of it, you're going to be just just demolishing that last partner, <laughs> aren't you? Yeah, I mean, by a rule of by a rule of um, by a, by that rule, I mean that that's the rule. If that's the rule, like, do I want yeah. to be your eighth husband? 
because I'm going to last about two days, I reckon. <laughs> I'll give it a go, I guess. But you know, <laughs> I also want to point up as as they sit down, they're like exchanging t- toasts in different languages, and Picard ends it with "Cheers, big ears." I'm like, is that racist? <laughs> it is racist, but it's like it's, that's it's why like, he's not been. That's why he's. We haven't seen Geordie in Picard yet because he just gave a, a racist toast yeah. at Geordie's house. <laughs> yeah, jo- Geordie's cancelled him. Yeah. I wonder if it's. Is it a bit like you know if you if your granddad says something racist at Christmas and you just have to be, oh he's. he's he grew up in a different time. So I just let just let it go. Don't don't start an argument. Is that kind of Laris's attitude to it? I wonder. Well, no, her attitude was to start talking about how hard she could love, and they were almost going to kiss. Uh, yeah, actually, it's sort of yeah that <laughs> really worked for Picard. Yeah, I can guess maybe it wasn't really that racist. <laughs> um, I think yeah, it was affectionate. So, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean they um they made they, they made fun of Spock's ears, didn't they? So and um and poles. So I think it's just the ears thing. It's just uh, I think ears is okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean this this was actually one of Gemma's niggles. Um, the the idea that. Um, if you if you if a Rumian loses a partner, then they they love the next partner twice as hard. She, she kind of felt like it. It was a bit of a contrivance to sort of make it okay that that Picard and Laris could maybe get together pretty soon after that other character had died. Um, but I was I was like, yeah, it, it does feel like a little bit of a contrivance. But I'm 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 already shipping those guys, so. <laughs> So I'm in. I'm in on that relationship. I, I did think, oh, we're going to have to, we're going to have to revisit our Picard's girlfriend's episode. Yeah, yeah. We could do a follow up. <laughs> we could. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it turns out that Picard is now Chancellor of Starfleet Academy, and he goes and does this commencement address, which is quite cool because Picard's doing a speech, and we find out Elnor is a cadet. Well, a graduating cadet, um, which is awesome. Uh, Rafi's now a commander, um, and she's commander on board the Excelsior. Yeah, is, yeah, that, that's that ship's still going. I, d- I don't know or if it's it? maybe just another ship with a name because that'd be like 115 years. Maybe, um, but it didn't look like it had. Like it wasn't. There was no letter after. It was still the NC. See, was it 2000? Are you taking it off those little? plaques along there yeah, like the virtual plaques that they have however one of those was stargazer and the, that was the old one right so i, I think they, they i don't know if those things reflected current active ships or they might have been because i also think there was one for the reliant some I was, I was reading on twitter today and someone had like taken some serious grabs um and trying to identify a lot of them uh, I think the Enterprise D and the original Enterprise are also on there, so I'm going to oh, say okay. it wasn't active. Uh, okay. So, not that this is massively important. <laughs> she's on a ship called the Excelsior. I think the more important thing is actually that she's keeping Elnor with her and kind of mothering him a bit, which I thought was a nice character bit moving on from their relationship in the last season. Yeah. Um, and we, we also get um, a, a bit of a reference to her 
uh, to Raffi's relationship with Seven, don't we? Mm. Um, which seems to have like has been happening, and now it's like I don't know. Like now it's a long distance thing, which maybe isn't really happening. And yeah, she's playing badass space ranger, but you know, yeah. and Raffi's being a Starfleet officer. It's not always going to be easy to meet up, I suppose. Um, it, d- it did feel a bit like maybe the writers didn't really know quite how they were going to get that relationship into the story because the way the story was going to work is that those characters were going to be in separate places. So, well, I don't know. I, don't know I think, I think part of that might play into their interactions for the rest of the series. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there might've been a deliberate thing to have them have that distance because that's going to play when they have to work together. So, um, we also find out another relationship has, has has hit the rocks and ended, and that is Dr. Girati and Captain Rios. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> we, we find that out when um, Dr. Girati has got pissed. Yeah. yeah. And on, are they on, is it Delta? Might have been, yeah. They mentioned Delton. Deltons. And Deltons, there's a character in... Um, it's in the motion picture for the Delta. Ilya. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to admit, I wasn't a huge fan of, of Dr. Girati's sort of exposition dump about why she isn't in prison for murder. <laughs> she was like, oh, I just, I just had sort of space madness, and that's why I did that murder, so it's fine. Uh, that, yeah, that was another one of Gemma's niggles, actually. But but I, in defence of that, I just appreciated that they at least referenced it with some dialogue. Yeah, I mean, I mean you're, you're right. I mean, I would have been I would have been more annoyed if if they not even meant referenced it. So yeah. so I don't know. I, it does niggle me that that did murder someone. <laughs> yeah. But it does. It does sound like there was a, there was maybe even a, a criminal trial, and she was found to be that there were mitigating circumstances. So I, fair and yeah. The, yeah, the dialogue did kind of suggest that it it was between the series is it was addressed and um, it, it's okay now. <laughs> She's a murderer, but the, but the Federation are fine with it because she had space madness. But she's on so. I got a bit confused because she goes on to the the Stargazer, the new Stargazer, which is captained by um, um, Rios. Rios. Yeah. Now is 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 she just along for the ride? Is she is she a staff? Is she a a, a member of the crew? I got got a bit confused in this episode um, because it didn't look like she was wearing a uniform, unless that's unless that's a medical uniform. Now I, I was like. What, what what's going on here with this character on this ship? I'm guessing she's civilian advisor in in some capacity, in some way for the, whatever the mission of the Stargazer is. Uh, that that would explain why it was acceptable for her to be hammered on the bridge. Because <laughs> I I did think like, this isn't Picard would wouldn't have stood for this. Yeah, somebody drunk on the bridge of a starship and That's smoking. <laughs> yeah, well, he he doesn't actually light the. Oh, okay. does he? That that was something. Um, that was another another one of Gemma's nickels. But it was more, 
it felt like it was more like a theatrical prop, like a captain's a captain's bit of theatre because he he has a lighter as well, but he never actually connects the flame with the with the cigar. Yeah, I, I have yeah. to agree with that. I agree with Gemma's niggle in that point. I I didn't <laughs> like it. Like it's not very professional. I mean, even if it's just a no. prop, it's it's not very professional. <laughs> no. But saying that. Anyway, I know we're getting a little bit ahead, but as we're talking about matters of discipline on a starship, <laughs> there's a point later on where people are firing phasers and Captain Rios says, everyone stop fire, you know, cease fire. And they don't. No, they ignore him. I'm like, don't, didn't they hear him? He's the captain. He said to stop. <laughs> people running around drunk. He's got a cigar on the go. <laughs> <sighs> What what has the universe come to? <laughs> this, this is why later on Picard and Seven are just like, what is going on on this ship? <laughs> yeah, and we get we there's a we we get a bit of time with Seven at that point, don't we? I think we um we, she discovers a, an enormous subspace anomaly. Um, yeah, she's got Rios's old ship. Yeah, yes. and hologram Rios is there with her. Yeah, I, I quite like that because obviously when she appears in season one, her uh, first words are, you owe me a ship. So she got a ship. I, like I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, <laughs> she does say that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's a serious action-packed thing. Some people have boarded a ship and she's having a firefight around the place with them, which ultimately wins. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Ultimately, it's just like, let's have a badass reintroduction to Seven. Let's show how kick-ass she is. And it then we'll feature the anomaly, and then we'll see why she gets drawn in. So, nice yeah. and straightforward, I suppose. We get, uh, a, we, get a, we get some more time with Picard, and he seems to have a, like a flashback to his childhood, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is interesting, because we, we haven't... S- really seen any of that before in tng i don't think nope not really no no except for that time that he was literally turned into a child by the transporter ah uh, yes yeah rascals <laughs> um but yeah it's quite not nice. it's, it, it's it's interesting there's kind of hints that something at some there's some sort of trauma with his mother that isn't really known yeah. or explained so i don't know what that's about yeah, yeah, I feel like we're going to get more of that in future episodes. Um, I read that, that, and this isn't something I spotted myself, this is something I, I read that I think in the episode, might be the booby trap, he references having a ship in a bottle mm-hmm. as a kid, and apparently in one of the shots in that flashback, you can see the ship in the bottle that he, that he talks about in that episode. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I can't claim that I spotted that myself. I didn't. I mean, it. there is there is a brilliant guy on Twitter who gets the deepest cut little references and callbacks and stuff. He puts them all on there, and it's amazing. Uh, yeah. I wish I had his eye. He spotted like a <laughs> random a random plate on the wall that he saw back in family uh, when Picard visits his brother. So, uh, right, okay. Oh, it's a nice attention to detail, isn't it, for for people yeah. who care about that kind of thing? Absolutely, yeah. 
very impressive that they could they go to that level i think so mm. um so yeah then ultimately then um he's he's, he's visited by a starfleet admiral who wants him to come and help out on this anomaly because oh yeah the whole thing in the anomaly there's there's a message in it isn't there and when Girati translates it um mm. it's asking for picard yeah and federation i quite like this juxtaposition here now because at the in the beginning of the first series he approached starfleet and they told him to sl- sling his hook they were they were upset at his sheer fucking hubris as i recall Whereas now, they were, yeah, it's, it's Whereas, almost like this. This is the first season of Picard that sort of fans, and as a general thing, fans maybe partly expected that he'd be this respected old guy, and they'd come to him for emergency stuff, you know. And every, everyone else has got like good positions. Rafi's on, you know, Rafi's a commander. Rios is captain. These things. So, but this this time we've actually met these characters, seen this their dysfunctional crew. Um, but, but they've turned it around. The events of the last series have brought them to better places, a kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's interesting, isn't it? That they've they've taken season one as a sort of jumping off point, and then they've there's been a bit of a time jump, and all those characters are in really different places now. Mm. Um, and I, I wasn't really expecting that. No, no, um, I wasn't. Have we have we skipped over the uh, the one of the big scenes of the episode, the Picard and Guinan scene, or does that yes. come after? No, we have skipped it. So uh, yeah, because yeah, it it's it's before it's before the Admiral comes to see him to get him to go into space to check out this old anomaly. Yeah. So because he he basically he basically wants to talk to Guinan about um, about love. <laughs> And life, and you know, yeah. being almost a century old, and and you know, not having kind of settled down with someone, and he has a bit of a heart to heart with Guinan. Um, I loved all that stuff. I thought it was great. Um, Je- Gemma's niggle with with the Guinan scene was that you could remove that from the story, and actually, it wouldn't have any impact at all. Like it, like it. <laughs> It was kind of just a little standalone scene that was. She's just. She just felt it was very much fan service, um, and I, I, I get that point. I do agree, but I, I loved it because Guinan was there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm pretty much in the same point as you. I, I, I get what Gemma. I get that point. I do. Um, what did you guys think about the line where? Guinan explains that if she wants to age, that she can. So sort of explaining why Guinan is aged when we've seen her sort of, you know, in 19th century San Francisco and she didn't look very different from 23rd century Guinan. I mean, I didn't mind it. It's it's an economic way of sort of explaining something. But I I wouldn't have minded if they hadn't explained it. No, I wouldn't have. It's Guinan. I, I just want to see Guinan. I, to be honest, I don't feel that Whoopi Goldberg looks massively older. No, no, really. I, I don't either. Um, I don't think it was it was massively necessary. I, I, I don't, it almost felt like they were trying to head off those fans that are going to are going to complain for the sake of complaining. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, what I liked about that was is that it felt 
it felt very TNG. Like TNG would always slip in a bit of a line of dialogue to explain away a niggle that the fans might have. Um, mm. And it and it felt like that. And I think think that's what I liked about. I didn't like the explanation. I thought it didn't really make any sense. But I just liked that they addressed it. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I wonder. I w- I hope anyway that um, from what we know about Guinan is that that scene sort of sets up seeing her later on in in the alternate alternate world that we're going to be heading towards because mm. we know that because we know that Guinan can sort of retain her her sense of things when reality changes i'm fairly sure that we will see her again um I'm, i mean that's just that that would not be it don't tell me Whoopi Goldberg came for, back for that one scene. So, uh, I, don't, I don't know. It, to me, it felt like felt like the, the sort of story for that episode had already been written, and then after the fact, they they kind of wrote Guinan in to that episode. That might explain why she isn't really integral to the to the story in in episode one. She's she pops up almost as kind of a subplot, but if you took her out. The, the episode would still flow perfectly well. But I, I hope I'm wrong about that because I'd like to see her being a a more kind of main character in the story later on. Um, yeah, I hope I'm wrong and it is sort of more than a than a cameo. I think it will be. I don't, I think Guinan, the, there's too much impact. I, I just don't, yeah. Yeah, I'd be surprised because they specifically went to Whoopi Goldberg to get her on. You know, it was quite a big thing that Picard went on her show and asked her and invited her on. So if if, if they went to that effort, they must have had some plan. They wouldn't have just left. They wouldn't just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, and so then, then we sort of get a, I guess we sort of jump off from there and Picard does go off to the, to the Stargazer to see what that... Uh, what that message is all about. Mm. Um, and then the the pace of the episode really picks up from there. Yes, because it's it's the Borg, the flipping <laughs> Borg, in a ship that we we'd never seen a Borg ship quite like that before. No, um, that I can remember. Yeah, the Borg ship comes through. Um, Seven is like just kill it, <laughs> destroy it straight away. She's like the wharf of the of the bridge crew at that point. Um, Picard is kind of torn over whether there should be some sort of diplomacy, and then they basically, I like that they have a little bit of a TNG style meeting. They kind of go to the ready room to discuss it. I thought that was really cool. Hmm. But then the Borg are like, "Well, you're out of time. We're coming aboard now." <laughs> Oh damn! <laughs> so they want they want peace, don't they? But they need they need energy or something like that. Power. Yeah, I can't remember the I can't remember the line because it's the it's the queen that they're gonna the Borg are gonna send their queen over as like an emissary, mm. um, a representative. Like no, don't want to do that. <laughs> but they can. They they she's able to punch through anyway. Um, yeah. With a sort of a, a new design, like a a very sort of sleek, more sort of more dramatic, theatrical look. She's got a cloak and everything. Yeah. So 
They, the Borg must have uh, assimilated a stylist. Yeah. Or, so. <laughs> or, or a toy designer who's like, what you need is like a battle armor queen version. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that, all that stuff was really de- dramatic and exciting. Mm. It reminded me, um, it reminded very, me very much of the sort of the drama of the opening to the 2009 Kelvinverse film. Mm, yeah like a, bit, like a big ship coming through very much an, so, an yeah. anomaly and all the all the all the stuff where where the the crew of the star games are getting ready to fight is great all the they use I th- i'm pretty sure they use like a red alert siren from from an original series film i'm pr- i i can't remember which one but it, it's not a sound i've heard before and in tng or TNG era Red Alert. Mm. It's great. You know, everyone getting weapons and stuff and being ready to sort of fight yeah. is and it's a, very exciting. And a whole a whole fleet shows up in support of the Stargazer, doesn't it? Very quickly. Yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah. Including yeah. the Excelsior. Um, yeah. And in um in, in in response to obviously the complaints about the copy paste fleet from the end of series one where it's a bunch of ships all the same, there's a, there's a varied mix. There's a Sovereign class, some Excelsior class, Nebula class, Galaxy mm. class. Um, I think there's a Lunar class as well, like the Titan. So, yeah, it's like... Um, with Very that and cool. all, all the amount of like the Elkars consoles and stuff, this felt like they were pushing quite a lot of the, the, the TNG era stuff in there. I was like, ooh, this feels really like we're gone yeah. back into the heart of Starfleet that we know. So Definitely. Mm-mm. What what I quite liked about the the events at the end is that you there's some ambiguity around what the Borg are doing because okay, the Borg Queen does force her way onto the ship. Uh but she it, it's a transporter beam that punches through the shields. And then, although it seems like an attack, she's using a, she's using stunning weapons mm-hmm. um, rather than killing people. And so, you kind of you can take a step back and say, well, look, she did say that she was coming there to make peace. It's like me, okay, she's not really going the right way about it, but there might be something in what she's saying. Um, <laughs> It goes back to what you were saying, though, because because Rios does say, "Don't shoot," <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and everyone yeah, does. <laughs> everyone just shoots. Uh, Rios Rios doesn't really have a great sort of deal of authority on his ship. It seems. It, I mean, it's quite chaotic, I suppose, at that point. I mean, in fairness, Seven started that because she couldn't stop herself shooting. So yeah, it all, yeah. It all degenerated from there. So. Yeah. And then, yeah, ultimately, um, faced with the Borg takeover of the ship, uh, Picard activates auto-destruct. Yeah. And they're all killed. And I like that the the, the password is, uh, what is it? Yes. Zero, 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 destruct, zero. zero. Just, like, uh, just like the password in Star Trek Three. Yep. When they destroy the Enterprise. That was a good callback. I loved that. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Although they need to get a better password. That's that's <laughs> easy to guess. <laughs> it's all zeros. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like, come on, you need. We all know you need a capital. You need a special character. It's not even eight digits, is it? it doesn't meet the minimum requirements for a password. Well, if you're spelling destruct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's it doesn't ask story. the ship doesn't ask Picard to if he's a robot and to pick the, <laughs> the, the three squares that have traffic lights in them. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't be able to. He is a robot. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be like, well, technically, technically I am, but I'm sort of not. <laughs> I was hoping I wouldn't get this question. <laughs> I find yeah. that question racist. <laughs> You'd have to go two-factor authentication and like have a code texted to his phone or something. um anyway yes um so the ship blows up all the characters are killed yeah that's it so one season two is one episode one done (laughs) except picard wakes up back at the chateau Mm. um there's a weird robot butler who he doesn't know yeah and no and no there's no paint on. Is it, there's no. There's no paint on the glass in the in the mm, orange room. So something's different. But the, the is it? Was I right? Is the android that is at the chateau? Is that the one that goes all murdery in season one? It's definitely that model. Yeah, the one that gets hacked uh, and goes. Yeah. Murdery. There are some. There are some quite militaristic paintings around as well, aren't mm. there? So it, yeah, it feels very much like um, Picard has entered a kind of a. It's like a. It seems like a sort of a fascist version of the fe- Federation. That was my interpretation of it. Yeah, um, there's the there's a portrait of Picard in what looks like a tier, um, an original series movie era uniform, but all in black. Mm, yeah, so, and um, then. Oh. <laughs> A, a special character arrives. Well, like the one in, in a password. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not an ampersand. <laughs> but Q, uppercase Q. <laughs> and he, um, there's another little uh, kind of reference to the fact that Q is older, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this this time I, I, I was okay with that. So he shows up as as he would have looked um you know he's he's uh de-aged with some cg and then he's like oh i see you've aged picard i'll also age to make you feel yeah, better I'll catch up. <laughs> yeah and it is a little bit silly um but i kind of liked it because i think uh, yeah okay maybe q would do that actually no, and he, they use they use pretty much some... exactly the same effect when he when he clicks his mm-hmm. fingers uh, well, when he then, changes because so they've done nice it before pitch. back back in tng they've had him adapt like had him adapt his uniform like when he was on ds9 he turned mm. up in the tng uniform and he says oh i like the new threads or something clicks his fingers and he's in the uniform so yeah actually i could see him doing something like that so. and to him kind of I suppose all, all of his appearance is just an appearance. So mm. to him, aging is, is is the same as changing clothes, I guess. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, I'll age my face. No problem. Yeah, it makes very little difference to him because ultimately he's still cute. Yeah. So he can appear as what he likes. 
Like older, older cute looks pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, I thought he looks good, John Delancey. Delancey's aged well, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And he calls Picard Mon Capitan. Of course, that gave me some special feelings. I gotta admit. Yeah, I mean, to be be fair, seeing Guinan, I got a bit emotional. Seeing Q, I got emotional. It's like. This is oh, it's just incredible. It was really, really good. Um, yeah. So it, it, very briefly, it wasn't. We, you know, that kind of comes to the end of the episode. Um, but they say, you know, it, that this is the road not taken. But yours, importantly, says the trial never ends. So. Yeah, you're at the very end of the road not taken. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm yeah. very curious as to how this work plays out. It's just it's a great it's a great kind of mystery to to end the first episode on. It's a really good cliffhanger. Um, yeah, a great tease, and it's it's a real like what the hell is going to happen now kind of ending. Yeah, which I really like. Reminded me a little bit of Best of Both Worlds in that regard. Mm-mm. In terms of quality yeah. of its cliffhanger, I'd 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 put it close. Yeah, I mean, can't wait for next week now. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, felt do, it was you, a- do you think it's connected to the sort of the quandary that Picard finds himself in at the beginning of the episode, the conversation that he has with Guinan about about um, being sort of being lonely, I guess, and not having <laughs> settled down? And I think I think elements of that will play in definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> mm. I mean, that, that, that's your classic story type, isn't it? It's like with Riker at the beginning of Best of Both Worlds worrying about his career path. Uh, and then he goes through experiences that sort of shape his ultimate response by the end of it, which is to stay where he is and maintain the status quo in that case. But I think in this case, what happens will give Picard a new perspective on his on his relationships going forward. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But, oh. Yeah, it's a really strong start to the series. I mean, it's there's a lot to please the the long time fans for definite. You're a TNG fan, you're gonna love it. So, so. yeah, yeah. And it's just um, there's there's a lot to think about as well at the end mm. of the episode. Like, it's not there's a lot of fan service in that first episode. To be fair, but then there's also a lot of there's a lot of strong storytelling and a lot of cool ideas. There's just, there's just a lot to absorb. Um, I mean, I was absolutely delighted to see um, Rafi and Elnor and Jurati and Rios again. Mm. It's like, you know, and I, I was delighted at the way their lives have sort of moved on and the places they've got to. Um, yeah. In, well, in Jurati's case, you know, pissed but <laughs> pissed and not in prison for murder <laughs> yeah but to, to, i'll be honest um she's still quite i find still find a very endearing pissed Girati was very well done <laughs> she didn't throw up and she yeah. could have done because she was pissed that would have led them right into a <laughs> uh you know a solid setup for her doing a sick but she didn't do that so that was no. nice it's progress nice, isn't it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed seeing him not throw up. <laughs> oh, um, just going back to 
going back to the scene with Picard and Guinan, in that conversation, he talks about he talks about the chances that he had for romance and a ship that sailed. You think that was Doctor Crusher? I wondered. Mm. Yeah, I definitely That's thought about I that. Thought. I mean, yeah. yeah. I still. I mean, I really, I really hope that we do see Doctor Crusher again. I really want to see Gates McFadden. I yeah. do. And that I've, character, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not sure if we will, and I don't I know why so. they might that might not happen. But it felt like. It felt like when he was talking about that, that he was talking about Beverly. But yeah, I'd, really... I'd settle for at least getting a name check in the, in this season. You know, <laughs> like that would be something. I do feel that the way the way they were talking about it and everything, I feel that we kind of need to resolve the Picard Beverly thing here. Mm. You know, I know a lot of people are saying, "Oh, I want Guy and Q to meet again, and we want to explain how they knew each other and all that." It's like I, I, I literally do don't. Because Guinan's mystery is one of the best things about it. Don't over-explain it. Don't spoil that. Yeah. But Picard and Beverly, definitely. I want. I want some resolution on that. You know. And if that's too, even if they, if it's not like they bring them together, it's just to give us a thing that why they're not together. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So that's what I would. But it's not necessarily going to be this season because they're filming season three already. It's kind of mm. a back-to-back thing, so it may, it may be that we resolve the Q time travel story this season. But there's a lot of the elements about Picard's loneliness and everything go spread into the next story. Who knows? I, I read that they they might have finished filming on season three already, mm. um, and it might be in post-production. Yeah, so we won't have as long a wait. I don't think. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and I mean that that makes sense I suppose you know Patrick Stewart isn't getting any younger I, I wonder if they felt like the, the time to film this is now you know <laughs> get in at the can because um, it must be exhausting to do a you know a 10 episode TV show when you're when you're that age yeah I mean he does very well he's doing it's incredibly well yeah um, I mean, I'm, I'm working from home at the moment, and I, I find that exhausting sometimes. And all <laughs> I have to do is, is get out of bed, walk a few steps to my desk. <laughs> and I, yeah. you know, I'm not in my 80s yet. <laughs> no, he's, I mean, to me, the, the, the amazing part in, um, was early in season one when Picard sort of had this realisation I've just been sitting here waiting to die, but now I'm going to get up. I'm going to do something, and it's all of a sudden like that. The slightly old doddery Picard, he realised, "Damn it, Patrick Stewart has acted so well that I've spent an episode and a bit thinking he's quite old. I don't know if I don't know if he's going to be able to do this full series." I thought, "Oh no, he was acting. He can still act really yeah. well." <laughs> so it blew me away. It's like, oh, <clears throat> and it was great. It was great in this episode to see him back on the on the on a proper starfleet vest yeah wasn't on, it? The, br- on yeah. the bridge and everything that was that was a real moment yeah um, in star Definitely. trek history i think getting him back yeah. back where he belongs yeah absolutely and um we got we got the stargazer again briefly, that was a lovely but, yeah um, i was like is that 
because I couldn't, I, I didn't think it was the original Stargazer, but there was no letter after it. So I thought, have they, have they got rid of the, of that system where they give it letters now? Is it just? I, I think that is reserved for very special cases. Um, right. So yeah, it's a, it's a completely new registration. So I think it's a completely new ship. Um, but we've had lots of other ships that we've seen different versions of, like the Endeavour, the Lexington, the Hood, and they haven't had letters even though we've had multiple classes. So Sarah, there's been a couple of Saratogas as well, and they've all had different registrations. So I think I think that's an enterprise-only thing, pretty much. It's it's very unusual for Star Trek to be inconsistent <laughs> in, exactly. in something to do with uniforms or sort of uh, uh, kind of military structure or, or <laughs> ship naming conventions. It's the first time there's ever been an inconsistency like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess, I don't know, you can kind of think of it as like, I'm sure I'm sure in real life, uh, o- over the years, there are massive inconsistencies in, in the way, you know, things are named and yeah. the way yeah. organizations do things. It actually feels like it's it's probably quite realistic. Um there everything's a little bit chaotic in, in the federation in terms of how you how you register ships i think i think ultimately the, the, the key thing is obviously the stargazer has that history behind it with picard and then mm. rios has the command you know the rest of it you're just like well it's a tv show if they if, if they're not consistent it doesn't matter at the end of the day yeah the, i think the story beat is the name isn't it how dare so. you <laughs> <laughs> rick you're a star trek fan come on <laughs> But the being being bothered by minutiae is is our is our bread and butter <laughs> and cheese. <laughs> I'm, I'm still just too excited by how good the episode was and all the stuff in it. It was good. I did I did enjoy it. I, mm. But I think part of the enjoyment of Star Trek is that you is the love and the nitpicking. <laughs> you can have you can have both. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying never, but I'm just saying in this particular case, I'm not, you know, I'm still, I'm just still buzzing off at all. So, so uh, but yeah, it was, it was, yeah. So it was, that, so were those all of Gemma's niggles? Yeah. Yeah. They were actually, oh. yeah. We went through them as we went through the episode. So they're, they're pretty minor ones. She did really enjoy it as well. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You know, we were both yeah. buzzing after. We were both a bit poorly at the moment, but we still had the energy to be excited about mm. the first episode of, of Picard. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's a wait. really strong start. Yeah, cannot wait for the next episode. I know. Yeah, so glad it's back. So, Yeah. Do you know how many uh, episodes this season? Is it another 10-episode run? 10, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, amazing! Another pretty much another ten hours of of uh, incredible Star Trek, and it's worth calling out how good the uh, how good Picard as a show looks. Like it looked like a movie that episode. Mm. Um, you know everything about it was so so glossy and um, well produced, and yeah, uh, amazing. It's, yeah, it's beautifully done. So, yeah. So yeah, it feels like we're going to get a new a new Star Trek movie every week for the next 10 weeks. So um 
That's a pretty exciting prospect. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's great to have Picard back. Yeah. <laughs> so I think at the beginning of the episode, we said this was probably going to be a quick uh, <laughs> reaction episode, maybe sort of 20 minutes, half an hour, and it's we're getting towards uh, 50 minutes. So I, I feel like it's time to to wrap this up what do you reckon yeah agreed cool well thank you very much for listening everyone uh, and we will i don't know if we can commit to doing a reaction episode to every single episode of picard <laughs> um but we can commit to talking about picard again for sure yeah maybe Definitely. like uh like a first half and a second half of the suit. We can pick, we can pick up around episode four or five, and then again at the end of the series. See what yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah. We can we'll de- we'll debate it offline. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, thank you very much for listening, everyone. And yeah, thank, uh, you. thank you. Tune in again for more Star Trek talking. Thank, thank you, bye. Thank you, bye. <laughs> Do you realise how incredible this is? It's tradition. You ever noticed that bum? What? That bum. Oh no! I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.lowerdecksradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10 backward, 10 being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at lowerdexradio.co.uk. On a personal individual level, my Twitter is at Will Turland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund our ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash lower decks radio uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcast through itunes stitcher google play or we're on various third-party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative thanks again for listening and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 backward crew let's make sure history never forgets the name 10 backward Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? Ten backward. Ten backward.